Hello. I'm Alex Clark. This is Politics, the first ever conservative daily pop culture show. Yes, we exist. Thumbs up this video now so you don't forget and actually tap the subscribe button to support us. We're going to break down some hugely juicy stories today. First, how a crypto company scammed regular people like you and I and celebrities into a money laundering scheme for Ukraine and electing leftist politicians. I'm going to explain it like you're five. Don't worry. And that's also mostly for me so that I can understand it. And then I have to talk about the awkward moment between Ivanka Trump and Kimberly Guilfoyle, and we will hash out the age-old debate. Is it okay to wear black to a wedding? I also want to talk about Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski allegedly dating, another popular trans TikToker regretting their gender reassignment surgery, and a story that's going to make you feel really happy for What's Good Wednesday. <laughs> What if I told you that a 30-year-old troll doll-looking geek named Sam Bankman Fried, who we will call SBF for short, swindled celebrities and others into a massive money laundering scheme so he could basically fund President Joe Biden and left-wing politicians after claiming to be some sort of billionaire philanthropist. And he was pretty much living in a sex house with other tech geeks in the Bahamas, and that this entire story is basically the fire festival of crypto. After that performance, you have my full attention. Sam Bankman Fried, who we are calling SBF for short, founded a company called FTX, which was a cryptocurrency exchange company and controlled a hedge fund called Alameda. He worked hard to cultivate this image of himself on social media that he was some altruistic billionaire philanthropist and even hired a YouTuber to make a video saying as much. But Sam is not a traditional billionaire because he believes in the concept of earn to give. Which means his goal as a human is to make as much money as possible just to give it away. Earn to give. And that's exactly what he's doing. So let's say that you have $100 and you want to figure out what you can do with it to help the world. Earning to give is thinking about which causes, which charities save the most lives per dollar. This $100 can go as far as it possibly can to help the world. Last year, this 29-year-old guy donated $50 million. Next year, he's planning to donate $500 million a year. And next decade, he will probably give away more than $10 billion. The amount of good that you can do uh, for the future of the world is, is really large and it's way more than you can do to actually make yourself happy with anything like that amount of money. And he is funding everything you can think of. Global warming. It's one of the biggest problems that we have to tackle together as a world. <laughs> COVID-19 preparedness. We have to be ready for the next pandemic. Neglected tropical diseases. More than a billion people suffer from them. We have to eliminate these diseases. And of course, animal welfare. Animals deserve to live just like we do. It's also why I'm vegan. Bruh. Sam doesn't need the money to buy a Lamborghini or to buy a Rolex or to impress his friends. In fact, his car is a Toyota Corolla. Hold on, Where, where's your car? It's uh, that one there. That's like what, a Toyota? Uh, yeah, it's a Corolla. Why don't you buy a Lamborghini, man? 
didn't have any particular need for one. Despite that video, which should have been a huge red flag, you know, I'm a 29-year-old billionaire giving away all my money to vegan charities. I'm so pure and kind-hearted, I've never heard of hair conditioner. I even drive a Toyota Corolla, LOL. It's a red flag because if you have that much money and you aren't spending it on at least some materialistic things, you're involved in something weird. Like you're buying children or you're doing something shady in politics. You're probably using that money to gain and control power in a much more sinister way, like, you know, puppet mastering an entire war and political party. <laughs> the truth is SBF was a liar, a fraud, and a complete and total con artist crook. SBF sold people a cryptocurrency coin called FTT. A lot of letters here. SBF is the guy, FTX is the company, FTT is the coin. But when people bought this coin, what they really got was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in those IOUs at the same time, it may have worked until another crypto geek who hates SBF exposed him on Twitter, causing everyone to want their money at once, which then caused SBF to admit, oh, I actually don't have the money to repay all of you guys, and the company FTX is now officially bankrupt. But that's not all. It's now come out that SBF used $4 billion for the failing hedge fund, Alameda, which I mentioned earlier. And Alameda, interestingly enough, was run by his Harry Potter LARPer girlfriend, Caroline, which is not only a felony, but SBF and Caroline and a bunch of other MIT geeks were living together in the Bahamas just scamming everybody and probably having weird tag orgies. <sighs> oh, and casually he put like $40 million of uh, this money into campaign donations for the left. And this is where it gets really juicy. He put millions into a money laundering scheme essentially for the DNC that also involved Ukraine. So. Let me explain. American taxpayer dollars that the Biden admin has been sending to Ukraine. Basically, we're out of money. And so that's why today, in order to sustain Ukraine as it, as it continues to fight, I'm sending Congress a supplemental budget request. Ukraine gets that money and President Zelensky says, okay, we're gonna work with SBF's cryptocurrency company, FTX, and then, FTX was taking that money, skimming it, giving it to the DNC for election ballot harvesting operations, clearly hoping that he was gonna get some exchange to gain a lot of political power and be able to make decisions about American politics and be a puppet master behind the curtain and create a crypto monopoly for himself. So you're telling me that FTX was just a big fest? Caroline and SBF? Having sex on those damn beanbags? Picture that in your mind! That is disgusting! This is like so freaking confusing, I know. Remember Elizabeth Holmes? This is kind of like that. They're putting this guy on the cover of Forbes, putting him around all these celebrities at parties. He's doing commercials for his company with Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen, RIP. And all the top politicians on the left know that what's really going on is that he's scamming to help them. He becomes, this is crazy, he becomes the second top donor for the Democrat party only behind George Soros. And then after all this comes out, this guy, SBF, just tweets, what? Ain't no way. Ain't no way SPF just tweet. Excuse me, SPF. 
What what the hell? What do you mean what? what where where's the where's the eleven billion dollars, sir? The audacity tweeting what? And the disrespect tweeting from the web app too. Oh, did they take your phone? But you're not locked up. Where is the ten billion dollars? What are you doing? Roaming around? Why aren't you locked up, sir? Huh? What? Was that juicy or what? Thirst quenched. <sighs> Two big drama stories have emerged from Tiffany Trump's wedding at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. One is Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is engaged to Don Jr., wore all black, whereas all the other Trump girls wore pastel. Well, Ivanka posted a photo of the group of girls, the Trump sisters, the Trump girlies, but cropped out Kimberly, which everybody kind of noticed. But Kimberly clearly was the odd one out. She threw off the whole aesthetic because she was wearing black. Not to say she didn't look stunning, she always does, but to be fair, her dress did throw off the vibes of that photo. So everyone calls out Ivanka Trump and accuses her of being a mean girl for cropping out her sister-in-law. Ivanka posts the original picture to make a with Kimberly with all these hearts on her Instagram story being like, hey, look, here's the full picture. I'm not ashamed of it. Trying to smooth things over. All of this instigated a whole other debate, which is, is it ever okay to wear black to a wedding? I think it is, but it depends on the wedding. I don't understand why all the Trump girls seem to get the memo to dress in West Palm Beach pastels and Kimberly Guilfoyle didn't, but I think it wasn't, you know, the best choice for her to wear black to this particular wedding. It didn't fit the theme. So either one of two things happened, either no one told her that that was kind of the theme or they did and she wanted to wear black anyways. But then I don't think she can be hurt if Ivanka crops her out of the photo. Debate in the comments. Is it ever appropriate to wear black to a wedding? It's a nice day for a white wedding. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski are allegedly seeing each other and really liking each other, according to sources. How about crazy idea Pete Davidson does something to actually shock us? Like, I want to see him date someone super ugly or truly weird, like Grimes. That would actually be interesting. Or if he dated a random nobody, like, you know, a ticket counter girl from Ripley's Believe It or Not in Gatlinburg or something. Like, wouldn't that be more fun? Pete Davidson dating beautiful singers, models, actresses, influencers. Boring. He should date Lizzo next. Give us something to talk about. I know what you're thinking. This is boring. I agree. I'm ready to move on. Let's do brick tops, guys. Brick tops? I'm bored. Brick He's tops. bored. We're all bored. We are all bored. Well, looky here. Another trans person regrets getting gender reassignment surgery. Two years ago, I got gender reaffirming surgery. Here's a honest update. Do I regret it? Short answer is yes. Don't get me wrong. I got it done twice. It looks Barbie. Why do I regret it? Well, because I will never be able to live a normal life. After the surgery, you have to start dilating to keep the space they gave you. You start from doing it four times a day to once a week for the rest of your life. I was fine with that. See, the problem is I had major complications and now for some reason I need to do it every single day. Now, obviously, I've had relations and girls, we all know, guys don't know what to do. So it's not really worth it to me. The problem is I cannot stop. If I stop, it's going to close up and create a bubble. And that bubble could literally create an infection that could... The two options here are I dilate for the rest of my life or I get it removed surgically. Surgery goes for 70000 and I don't want to go through that again, so I guess I'm dilating. Same thing happened to Jazz Jennings. Same exact thing. But, you know, we're all bigots if we bring it up. It's time to see what's good. What's good?
good. Yellowstone's new season premiere broke television rating records with 12.1 million viewers watching the anti-woke drama. It is now the most watched scripted television premiere of 2022. Hmm, so Top Gun and Yellowstone breaking records this year, both not overtly political, they're just not woke. Billy Eichner, gay rom-com bros, bombs in box offices everywhere. Very woke movie, so maybe the answer has been in front of us the whole time. Let's hear the right answer. Two pieces of great news. New episode of The Spillover tomorrow night at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. It's an episode for the pro-lifers and people who have had abortions. But we specifically discuss the impact abortion has had on men as well. You're going to love this. Subscribe to Politics on YouTube to watch it. And of course, anywhere you get your podcasts, especially Apple and Spotify. The second piece of good news is that you're also getting next week's episode of The Spillover on Tuesday night. So you can listen to it as you travel for Thanksgiving! See? I always think about you guys. If you like this little show, thumbs up the episode, please subscribe. That makes a bigger impact than just watching the episodes. And don't forget to tell me if you think it's okay to wear black to a wedding and if average Americans you think are ever gonna hear about this FTX scandal. Like, I feel like they're never gonna know that this even happened. It's gonna be completely over their heads and it's hardly gonna get any coverage. Tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, we will have a regular politics episode again. And then on Friday, I am going to post a highly requested vlog explaining my thoughts on not living together before you're married. Apparently, this shocked and confused many people that I posted this on my Instagram stories. Don't ask me why. I was just as shocked and confused how they were shocked and confused. It's pop culture without the propaganda every single day. I'm Alex Clark, and this is Politics. Hopefully you found the conservatee scalding today. Don't forget if you want to get the full Poplitics experience to follow us on Instagram at Poplitics where you can see all the fun clips. You can find me on Instagram too at Real Alex Clark. Love you, mean it. Bye.